When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all gonna laugh at you. You're listening to the Jersey Calls. Hey, everybody. What's up? Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Surprise. Merry Christmas. We felt that we couldn't do a Christmas spectacular and not give you a bonus Christmas episode on Christmas, not unlike Ralphie's BB gun hiding behind the desk. Yeah, here we are hiding behind the desk. Yeah, that's right. And I got to tell you, you girls and boys have been very good this year because we are stuffing your stocking with all kinds of Jersey Ghouls goodness today. That sounded dirty. That sounded real dirty. But for serious, we're talking about like horror movies and spaghetti because we are the Gabagools. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And you, my two favorite things about Christmas are uh, stocking my stuffing and uh, Gabagool. So you mean stuffing your stocking? Did I say stocking my stuffing? <laughs> you, <did. laughs> you got Thanksgiving on the brain if you're stocking your stuffing. So stuffing. it's just the two of us tonight. It is. You know what? It's, it's you know, we're, we're just sitting here by the fireside together under a blanket, mm-hmm. drinking, drinking our cocoa together and That's right. bringing you uh, like a little, a little, little, just a little Christmassy treat. Little, That's right. You know, a little Christmas miracle. That's you right. Get an extra episode. That's right. It's a Christmas miracle because it's a wonderful life, Jackie. And we it need is. to remember that. It is. And every time a, a bell rings, an angel does some things. Oh, I, I thought I've never seen a it. Bell I've rings. never seen It's a Wonderful Life. So I, I'm, I'm. <laughs> oh, M goodness, Jackie. Jackie, how do you know how to be a good person if you've never seen It's a Wonderful Life? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, I my know God, the premise. I, I know the pre- actually oh. isn't that like a really like depressing movie like I don't understand why everybody's like let's watch it at Christmas I mean it's set at Christmas but isn't it like fucking because de- he gonna kill himself it's like depressing as shit right uh, uh that's a loaded question I mean yes and no I know a lot of people who don't like the movie like M- Matt doesn't like the movie I don't think he would go out of his way to watch It's a Wonderful Life I always wind up watching it by myself because nobody in my family is into it it yeah. is a little sad but it ends on such an uplifting and thematic you know, I don't know. I don't think it's all sad. Most of the movies no. like flashbacky and fun. So, okay. yeah, I recommend it. Um, so this is a weird Christmas too. So I think this is another reason why I'm excited that we're bringing some cheer to everybody this holiday. This is all like Rona thing is really killing my buzz. Uh, yeah, it absolutely is. We have personally, you and I have been apart for several mm-hmm. months, only recording via Zoom. Which thank goodness for that. But yeah, we haven't been together since oh my gosh. September yeah yeah mm-hmm. we saw each other outside briefly in September and yeah and um, then and yeah. then that was that was it and yeah. uh yeah hopefully we will see each other soon um, yeah and and I hope that people are out there being safe and not being dipshits about it you know I know it's hard I mean I want to I wish I could be with my family today too but I think we're all making sacrifices and doing the right thing and yeah. you know we got to remember that there's a lot of things to like George Bailey we got to remember that we're blessed you know, no matter how hard life gets right um any hoodle so I'm my beverage for the holidays is uh is a little bit of Bailey's Oh, Bailey's. Yeah, a little bit of Bailey's. Food, creamy beige. Bailey, this is the only time of year I crave ye old Bailey's. I also really? um, have a mild addiction to bourbon cream with a splash of root beer in it. Mm. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I'm, I'm rocking the Bailey's. That sounds lovely. I am drinking Bowl and Basket, a ShopRite mm. brand, raspberry mm. seltzer. Mm. So if you hear... There it is. That's yeah. me annoyingly taking the cap off of it because I was too lazy to put this in a cup. So Merry well, yeah, Christmas, I myself a, a big old, I got these little, 
mug set say mine and yours so i just drink oh both. that's cute i think i saw that gift set uh recently when i was at the ye oldie liquor store yeah i saw yeah. the what were you lost what were you doing at a liquor store <laughs> <laughs> actually i was picking up uh what were we getting was it when did we go to the liquor? i don't know remember why but i like to get so here's my thing uh you know marissa uh that i enjoy some white claw every now and then every once in a while you are not a drinker buddy no i'm not a drinker but actually what i like more so is hard ciders now my favorite kind of hard ciders are cinnamon i love like um uh what was it angry orchard used to do a cinnamon and they've discontinued that um there is a company what do we have now what did i buy i forget what the company is but they have one called mad bark and it's a cinnamon apple uh, apple hard cider wow here's the deal though uh it's best if you just make it on your own so i just get regular hard cider and then you put a shot of fireball in it wow that's pretty hardcore for you well you know what it's really not and uh what was i gonna say oh uh, if i don't have that um chad's father makes apple pie moonshine and if you take the apple pie moonshine and put the fireball in that that is also banging and the moonshine is so strong you can't really taste the fireball so you gotta be careful um wow wait how have i not had this this moonshine i'm a little i don't know we always you had wait a minute you didn't have the moonshine the last time you came over because we always we have the apple pie we have root beer moonshine i think we've had blueberries yeah, I, no, oh, you know something. what? I think I did try a summery variety. But yeah, we've I had blueberry want... before, I think. No, but put yeah. it in order for me. I will. I will. I'm telling you, the apple pie moonshine with a shot of fireball is so good, especially if it's wintertime and you warm it up. Ooh, we got like yes. hot toddy air. Yeah. Like, so yeah, going. thank you. So thanks wow, for coming to Jackie's Drinking Corner. Yeah, um, we hope you enjoyed talk, the coming to her TED Talk. Um, <laughs> all right, well, I guess do you want to get into the movies? It's been nice shooting the shit. Yeah, it has. It has been, you know, lovely. Um, so, so I gotta wait, say I have, so. Oh, wait, I have a perfect theme for tonight's episode. I'm ready. In addition to being uh, Christmas movies, obviously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Christmas horror movies. Well, even though I don't even know that I'd count one of them as a horror movie, but two Christmassy movies, mm-hmm. they are also scummy movies because of who's involved with them. And then our ultimate goal here is to pose the question what do you do with scummy artists in the post Me Too? phase of of hollywood so um yeah go ahead i'm sorry i cut you off though no that's okay so i was gonna say tonight um one of the movies we are watching actually is a recommendation from my cousin bob was like bob he was like do you know about a movie called santa jaws and i was like no and he was like well it exists fyi and i was like well that sounds fantastic and that's when i messaged marissa and was like hey should we do a super special release it on Christmas Day gift to all of our friends? And and she said, yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. one of the movies we were watching is 2018's Santa Jaws. Which I think you put it best when you described it as bonkers because that's exactly what that movie is. It is, it is absolutely bonkers. The other movie was my suggestion. It was a 2020 late to the party, um, sort of non-horror movie, but I figure we can get away with it because it's Christmas themed, is 2020's Fat Man starring the one and only Mel Gibson. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I went into this movie feeling so guilty about even watching it and now i'm 10 times worse off because i freaking loved it same i had yeah. the exact same reaction of like i i think i texted you like are we <laughs> like what, i forget i think i was like do we forgive mel gibson or do we still hold him accountable because his you know anti-semitic rant happened you know a little over a decade ago but in between then there was also racist rants there was also accusations of abuse like I don't yeah I, don't I mean think he's, we, we he's can't accused of he was accused of domestic violence yeah. he was accused of homophobic and anti-semitic rants yeah. like oh man it's so hard oh he's so talented he was so good as Santa we'll get into it when we talk about it but he was he was so fantastic as Santa and it's like we need to separate this movie from him personally because him personally and i mean i know that he has done some things whether they're pr stunts or not trying to repair his image but god 
damn, was he so good in this movie. And I, yeah, I'm with you. It's like, I feel even more guilty loving this movie and telling everybody you need to see fat man. Like it's such, not only oh, is his man, performance I don't good, even know if I can like recommend it though in good faith. Like, I want to, you know what? We need to leave this up to everybody right. else. Like yeah, you yeah. guys okay. know, you guys know Mel Gibson's history. You also well, do, know well, he's do talented. They, though, because I feel like younger people might not. And well, I, all right, not. so wait, we're, we're putting the cart before the horse. Let's really start are. with Santa Jaws and then we'll jump into Fat Man. Does that yes. sound okay? I, I agree 100%. We're putting the racist before the film, um, <laughs> as it were. That's, so, that, that's the phrase, right? The racist yeah, before the, the cart. Before the film, yes. right? The, before the cart, right? Which is good because then the cart runs over the racist. And exactly. And that's why you put right? the racist in front of the cart. So it's dunk, dunk, Oh, gosh. And, and I also, like, it's going to be so interesting because I also have to talk about my love-hate relationship with cancel culture. But, um. All right, so Santa Jaws, 2018 directed by, all right, and here's why this one is also controversial and pain me to have to support because it's directed by Misty Tally, who, believe it or not, uh, can go F herself because she was the editor of the Jeepers Creepers movies. And mm. anybody who chooses to work with Victor Salva is a piece of shit. Um, because here's the thing, Victor Salva was found guilty and put in prison for child molestation and porno pornography and abusing like he is a pedophile there's just yeah. no way around it and what boggles my mind about him is that he continues to get away with making films even today and it really pisses me off because i feel like pedophilia is one of the most heinous unforgivable whether or not it's a mental health issue it's it's such a damaging problematic thing that I, i'm i just it makes me sick to think that any person would work for him after knowing what he did and after knowing how guilty he was of being yeah. a pedophile. So, so real quick, I just want to tell her to go fuck herself yeah, um, yeah. and tell her shame on you. And I shame, shame, shame. We know your name. And now we can talk about the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this uh, I categorized as a bonkers movie oh um, right at the gate. Uh, this movie is called Santa Jaws. So please do not think, oh, this is going to be a fantastic movie. Like, it, it's like a sci-fi original. It's like a Sharknado. It is, it's got goofy CGI. It's got a ridiculous plot. It's got, you know, and, and what's funny is, I don't know if you picked up on this, but it was like, they actually took lines from greater sources. Like, oh, I did. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, they kind of, it's like, this movie was almost like, Jaws, like Steven Spielberg. Uh, there was also a little. Let's not say this movie was like Jaws, Jack. No, Let's I mean pump the brakes. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's like Jaws. I'm <laughs> saying to make this movie, they took a little of Jaws. Okay, a little sprinkle, they, right? They took a little Lord of the Rings. A heaping of Home Alone. Yeah, I was gonna say they took some <laughs> Home Alone. Yep. They put it in their little blender and they mixed it up. A, a, and... Just a, a dash of. Uh, like eighties, uh, gratuitous, uh, nu like not nudity, but like lingerie. Yes, sprinkle it yes. in there. Yeah. They did. Uh, there was a little bit of uh, "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" Because I believe that "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" had an episode where a pen, like whatever you draw. No, not "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" SpongeBob. Didn't SpongeBob <laughs> have the pen where you draw something and it comes to life? I can't say I know. I I'm think sorry. it might be SpongeBob because I'm pretty sure there was the Doodle. And like the doodle was kind of like a caveman. You know what? People know. People know what I'm talking you know, about. They're you know, you know. Sure, sure. I'm sure right now people listening in their car are shouting at me that it. About I think it's SpongeBob. SpongeBob. I now, think it is. You, I think you know, right. my my only experience with SpongeBob was watching the first SpongeBob movie with my husband. He fell asleep. He woke up and asked me what happened. And when I told him that they rode David Hasselhoff to safety, he told me to go f myself and stop making stuff up. And I never forget <laughs> because I was like, but. <laughs> but, it, but that's really what happened. And I will never forget that is literally my my first and only interaction with the SpongeBob goodness. Okay. No, I was a, as a grown up a big fan of SpongeBob for a while. Like I there do was like a point the where like I had a couple. I had a, I had a couple uh, early seasons on DVD because that's just good clean fun. It, it is it, SpongeBob just fun. Yeah, that's fair. Um, no, you're right. This is you put that all in a blender, you mix it up, yeah, throw in some bad dialogue and even worse mm -hmm. kills, and you have the magic of Santa Jaws. Um, I will say the opening Santa Claus was my, I loved the guy. I don't know why I made it. He made me so happy. <laughs> I think it was because of his jingling nuts and his Feliz Navidad tattoo. I thought that yes. was really badass and I was here for it. Um, these kids. Okay. The lead kid. Yes. Is if imagine Edward Furlong 
Yes. And the kid from Better Watch Out, Levi Miller, Levi Miller or whatever, Levi Miller, had a baby. It would be this kid. Yes. Right? It would. Heavy emphasis on the furlong, but yes. Right? There he is a whole had, lot like, of furlong. He even had the T2, like, goofy <laughs> hair. Yes. He did. He had it straight up. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if uh, 1994 me would have found this kid dreaming. Uh, 20, 2020 me did not, but yeah. I'm also, you know, a grown-ass woman. Yeah. Um, and to bring it full circle, not a pedophile. Not a creeper, right? Not a pedophile. Um, uh, I also- love the grandfather. The grandfather was was very funny <laughs> with oh his nog, God. with his eggnog. Every, he, you know what, this is I mean, just goofy. <laughs> I mean, I was sad when he got eaten, so there was that. Okay, everybody, no, yes, not he- everybody, almost everybody that got eaten by the shark, it was absolutely fucking hysterical. Like, because it was bananas how they got eaten by the shark. I see, I take so much issue with so many of the kills because those little fucking shit kids stood there and watched the the little elf guy who got his legs chopped off Mm -hmm. get eaten and they never tried to help any of the people getting eaten (laughs) either they couldn't swim or they were just horrible human beings because they never once the only person who jumped in the water to try to save someone was the girl like the little love interest girl the the dad tried to say when the older brother got um harpooned by the by the peppermint stick the dad jumped in after him which is weird because i feel like that family definitively had a favorite kid they were not hiding (laughs) (laughs) um so can we talk about the real all right so the the plot of this movie almost doesn't even matter because it's just literally (laughs) a kid draws like basically home alones it which i didn't know home aloning something was a trope but i feel like it is now where he wishes his family goes away by drawing a magic shark and the magic shark comes to life and starts killing everybody right um, because apparently the, the magic pen has, if you have bad intentions, then bad things will happen with the magic pen. Uh, now, <laughs> ridiculousness of all this aside, the real villain here is not the shark. The real villain here is creepy comic book guy. Oh God, he's so creepy though. He didn't skeeve you. He skeeved me so badly. Villainous at the end. He, he literally tries to leave with the pen. No, he is an absolute dirtbag because he steals the pen. He doesn't want to give it back. He draws a mail order bride. He draws a bunch of money. He gets eaten by a shark. We have glossed over something very important about the shark, too. Uh, It's Santa shark. Well, the shark. So consistently, we find out through the movie that the shark will only attack Christmassy kind of things. But for every Christmassy kind of thing that she attacks, it kind of like becomes a part of her. So like at the end, she's got her Santa hat on. She's got Christmas lights as teeth. They tried to like harpoon her with like a giant peppermint stick. And that now becomes almost like a narwhal. Oh my kind God. Of... I did like her narwhal horn. Yeah. Her like a big narwhal, narwhal horn. Um, yeah. She had Christmas lights like wrapped around her tail that at one point she whipped it like a woman and like wrapped it around her waist and, and got her in the water. And, and my favorite part was when they were trying to kill the shark and like, you know, nothing was working until somebody stabbed the shark in the eyeball. Like, you know how when you eat a candy cane, you have to suck it so it's sharp and then use it as a weapon? Of course. Yeah, obviously. You have to make, you know, a candy cane shank. So some woman made that and then she ended up stabbing the shark in the eye with it. And that's when they discovered, and this is like one of my favorite lines, you can only kill the shark with Christmas weapons. What's it? I'm sorry. What's a Christmas weapon? Um, <laughs> I, Christmas? I really get sad when I think that someone was paid to write this movie. I'm going to just throw it out there. Oh my. See, now I have the complete opposite. Like it, to me, it's hysterical. Like I, I don't know that I'll ever watch this again, but I'm also not mad that I watched it. I thought it was fun because when I, I posed the question, what's a Christmas weapon? I could tell you what a Christmas weapon is. You take a crossbow and you wrap some tinsel around it. It's all you need. All and it's a Christmas weapon. That's right. You put, oh, you put grenades in Christmas ornaments and it's a Christmas weapon. Yeah. If you now question, Jackie, since you seem to be an expert on this, if I were to sprinkle some glitter mm-hmm. on a knife, yeah. would that constitute a Christmas weapon? Is it like red and green glitter? Uh, well, obviously, what am I, some sort of monster? I'm going to say yes. Make it even better. Slap one of them shitty ass like package bows on it yes that was gonna be my follow-up Boom. if Boom. i put a tag 
on a gun, like oh from God. me to me. Does that yeah. constitute a Christmas weapon? No, no. I'm oh. going to say it has to be to you from Santa and then yes. And oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. You got, it's got to be Christmassy. You know? Good thing we ironed this out. This could save our lives one day. Uh, yeah. Like I said, um, I know that you did not have fun watching this movie. I did not. I did I, not, but I love you. I, <laughs> I thought it was just, you know what? It's goofy fun. Like this is the kind of thing, and I can say this from experience of just kind of having fun and being goofy and kind of creating art just for the sake of being fun. Absolutely. Like someone had the idea of let's make a shark. Let's make a Christmas shark movie. I mean, somebody greenlit Sharknado. Someone said tornado full of sharks. Whoa. Take it easy there. That's classic. How dare you? (laughs) See now to me, Sharknado is not far off the scale from this movie. Like I don't see much merit in that movie in comparison to Santa Jaws. Like to me, they're all just goofy, funny. Like that's you can't fair. go into them yeah. expecting much. Yeah, it's you know, like at least a sci-fi movie, right? Yeah. Like you, you like know at least this one, like this one had goofy CGI and the concept was bananas. And you know, the the parents, you know, of course the parents didn't believe the kids and people got killed and those parents and was, really should be ashamed of themselves <laughs> it was just i don't know like it's something like i'm gonna say that like this is to me this was fun like i said if you like these kind of just ridiculous i can't even call it so bad it's good because it's not it's it's not like it's just go into it with just really fun expectations it's got weird I don't, I, I don't want to call it shitty dialogue. I, I, like I said, cause I didn't mind it. It's not fantastic. This is, it is, it's Santa Jaws. It's a shark with a, with a Santa hat on most of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I agree with you. I think if you take it at face value, you have fun with it, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's a sci-fi horror movie, right? Like, yeah. it, you know what you're, you know what you're signing up for. Yeah. Um, to be fair, these are very hit or miss for me and there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like I love yeah. Sharknado. Santa Jaws I'd probably you know leave whereas if Sharknado's on I'm watching it see I yeah and that one I'm just like I can't I I don't get the high I've seen Sharknado one two and three um I don't really get the hype like to me it's all like uh, people like it ironically it's like oh yeah Sharknado is amazing it's not the acting is terrible I don't know why Tara Reid still exists. I mean, why is she still acting? Um, I don't think she is. I think <laughs> I don't know well, that unless she... Sharknado '84 comes out. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for they, it. They keep making them. I think what they have five now. I think they're up to five. I've I I've stopped at three. I haven't seen anything. Yeah. Three. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped at three. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I get that. I I agree completely that like a lot of these kind of like made for not made for sci-fi, but like these style of movies, they definitely are hit or miss. Like they're either going to tickle your funny bone or not. So that's, that's completely fair. This one, this one, this one hit all the right marks for me. So like I said, it's probably not going to be a yearly watch. I might put this on again. I might kind of be like, you guys want to see like some banana shit and I'll put on Santa Jaws and we'll probably watch it for a little bit. And then like people will just kind of like peter off and do other things, you know, in a time when we can all be together again. But I, I I thought it was fun. And you know what? It's free on Prime right now. So yeah, the worst yeah. it will do if you watch the whole movie is, you know, take an hour and a half of your time. Um, no, yeah, I <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I think that the real meat and potatoes here is gonna be our next film. Yeah, I figured we could talk about this first, not only chronologically, but yeah, there's really not a lot to get into with this movie other than it's it's a shark with a with a santa hat (laughs) um but it uh, for what it was it was fun and we always appreciate a good audience recommendation so anytime the audience says let's watch it i'm in you know yeah Um, and like i said i did giggle to be fair at certain parts like and i said like we you know we we more than maybe some people know that sometimes you get a goofy idea around a christmas theme and you you make some art with it you know whether it is you know a movie whether it is a radio play whether it is you know a short film a cartoon like sometimes you just you got to go out and you got to have some fun yeah absolutely um but yeah so anything else on this one i don't want to like russia no i got nothing else (laughs) (laughs) um all right so i want to definitely get into fat man because here's the first thing that i found downright shocking here 
it has been critically slammed. Like there, I could not find a good review of this movie <gasps> if you paid me. Are you serious? It Dead was serious. So good. So one of the things that I do only after I've watched the movie and I've decided on what I think mm-hmm. is I like to go see what, you know, like I usually go to the that's, Roger Ebert. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like to see how my taste compares and it doesn't change my my outlook at all. But I, I usually wind up, as you well know, doing research for the episodes. So, of course, I dove into like Mel Gibson's history and like how no one in Hollywood will work with him. And, and that's why these uh, director kids wound up working for him, because basically, like if he doesn't do the movie himself, it's not getting made. Um, but all that good jazz aside, the truth is this movie was absolutely slammed by any critics with any like I couldn't find a positive review of it. And I have to say, I, I super disagree. That like, really surprises me. Like yep. not even for, I wrote down her name, Marianne Jean-Baptiste, who plays Mrs. Kringle. Oh my God. She was in a bunch of other movies too. That And she is awesome she every time. She is amazing. I, I know her from BBC's Broadchurch. Oh I know I've her from Broadchurch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a David Tennant TV show, which obviously I have to watch. Gotcha, uh, he gotcha. Actually, he did both the BBC and when it came to America. But yeah, I know her from Broadchurch and she she was so, so good. They were so fantastic as Mr. and Mrs. Kringle. Like, I love them. Like, honestly, like now from now on, I said to you, I think like when I close my eyes and I imagine Mr. and Mrs. Claus, I now see her and Mel Gibson because oh, they, see- they were adorable. Okay, so I want to, I hate myself for liking this movie. First of all, I absolutely love the uh, guy who played the hitman. What's his face? Uh, Uh, Walton Goggins? Yeah, he was in like uh, True Detective, a bunch of other things. But I think he's always good. Um, He was in The Hateful Eight, I believe. He was in uh, a bunch of plays. He plays a villain often, right? Like Oh, yeah, he's got such a good villain vibe. And the little kid, the 12-year-old kid, I wanted to, like, he was such a shit. You know what I mean? Like, I just so badly wanted him to get what was coming. Um. I also love, love, love that this film took Santa and said, look at America ruining Santa, like Mm -hmm. exploiting him. They make the, how great were the elves in this too? Oh my Lord. Um, Like they're, they're, his workshop was so grim and like gritty and like, it wasn't what it always is in Christmas movies. It was so like, I don't know. It just all felt so real. And so like, I just so it was such a like noir Santa. Yeah, like I love that he, you know, he gets a, a, a he gets a check from the government every Christmas for his work, but it's based on you know how many presents he gives to the nice kids. And I love and that so few kids nice are kids. just so terrible these days that his numbers are way down and he doesn't get enough in his check. And then the government has to come in with like a side project and basically with like military. Hey, can, your, yeah. can your elves make weapons? Can you help and the elves are so it? productive. It's like the Chick-fil-A. Like they're so <laughs> damn productive that you know they're going to be exploited and they're going to have to work. So uh, it was just, uh, the, the concept of the film is just so good. But <laughs> like. But Mel Gibson. I know. Fucking I Mel Gibson. So real quick, because he, I mean, it's not just one mistake with this guy. It, right. it is a pattern of anti-Semitic, misogynistic, racist, rants and uh drunk driving domestic abuse uh screaming and yelling at a female police officer i mean there is just no nothing he didn't do like the giant scumbag that he is right and it's i think to me it's easy to be like okay well braveheart exists and we're not going to take braveheart away because that happened before we knew what a scumbag he was right like a mad max will always be near and dear to my heart Mm -hmm. whatever it was really this was a tough pill to swallow for me because I don't know that Mel Gibson should be making movies today. Remember, that's the line I draw, right? Like in my right. head, I won't support the new art of people we know are scumbags. Right. And I and think that's so, fair. You know, and so with all of that said, I can't do a good conscience support. I will say I laughed really hard. Seth Rogen tweeted, um, ho, ho, Holocaust denier. And I laughed for like an hour. And I really think the reason why everyone is trashing this film and it like all of Twitter is calling for people to ignore this film. Nobody's going to talk about it. Nobody's going to cover it is, is because it's Mel Gibson. And, and yeah. I think he deserves every fucking minute of it. And I got to say, he hasn't done enough 
to make me think that he has changed. Like, it's not like Mel Gibson now runs a center for minority youth, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. Like, I'm curious. There was like, there was, you know, like, there's the whole thing with the, you know, the donation to the Holocaust survivor funds. And, you know, he does, he does, he does do some charity work, but again, it's, and you know what? I don't, I'm not there. I don't know, but on the surface, you can't help but think that that's a very lovely PR move to, be donating to that charity after you had a drunken, you know, tirade, uh, you know, uh, anti-Semitic rant. You know, it's it's very convenient that oh yeah, well I'm donating to a Holocaust survivor charity. You know, obviously I've changed, and it's like, mm, you know, it's 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 such a tough call, and I agree with you completely that you know, and I we've got. You know, friends that have talked about this on podcasts uh, past recently, I've heard them talk about it on the A Up High list, and I think they've also talked about it on Analog Jones, and I'm sure you know many others. But uh, in case in point is the actor Jeffrey Jones, who is mm-hmm. phenomenal in Beetlejuice, who is just I mean, you could go on he's Ferris Bueller, yeah. like he's he's amazing, right? And then boom, child pornography, diddling kids, like the whole nine, right? Obviously, from this point forward, we will not support that behavior. It's tough, man, because when I look at this movie, I love what it did. I really do. I love the writing. I love the directing. I hate to say it. I love it all. Yeah, but it was a really good movie. And you know what? I think I think this, as we said in the beginning, I think this has to be this has to be a personal call for everybody, you know, like knowing the history of Mel Gibson. And if you didn't know, now you know. Um you know, uh, it, it can be your choice. This movie is a very well done movie. And, and it's something that like I bring up before when we've talked about Rosemary's baby, like, and I think you have said, and it's the expression you use, you don't want to throw away the baby with the bathwater. Like right. Roman Polanski is a, a shit, a dirty scumbag, but that movie, like you don't want to say, you know, put Rosemary's baby in a closet, never watch it, like never acknowledge it. Like, oh, it's Roman Polanski. He touched it. You can't, you can't, you know, be a part of it. And you don't want to do that because there's so many other extremely talented people behind a film. It's not just the one person. But again, it's that gray area of by supporting the film, you are in essence, you know, you're supporting that actor, which yeah. it's, it's, it's so, it's so tough. So I would say personal call for everybody. Um, this movie is well acted regardless of mel gibson's history he's a phenomenal actor and he 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 played chris kringle i thought wonderfully um again marianne jean baptiste as mrs kringle was phenomenal like everybody in this movie acted their ass off and it showed the writing is fantastic the 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 direction everything is so so good so I feel like this is such a bummer episode for Christmas Day. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think it's it's an important conversation to kind of yeah. have because I can't help but like, listen, there are some tonal issues with this film. Like I, I felt like at times it didn't know what it wanted to be. I, I thought it was at its best when it was a look at the dark divided times that we live in. Like, I think it was a really good comment on American bullshit that's happening from a global perspective. Mm-hmm. The fact that we are militarizing the shit out of everything all the time. The fact that America exploits labor and work. Like, there are so many layers to this film. And I think at this particular moment in America, it does a very good job of kind of making this bleak outlook where, like, we even fucking ruin Santa. You know, like, because our kids are such shits. And, like, I don't know. I loved so much about it. But I can't help but think this movie didn't get a fair swing because of Mel Gibson. It's like, I almost wish they would have cast somebody else in that role. Only because I think this film, with anyone else in that role who could have pulled that off, like Kurt Russell. I was just going to say, I'm like, Kurt Russell? (laughs) Who is a fucking phenomenal Santa and floods my basement, even a Santa. Um... Well, come at me. It's Christmas. No, you know, I agree. There, I think that I can, there are probably, not probably, there are absolutely a ton of actors that could yeah, have played this part. Yeah, 25 different actors, uh, right. You know, very, very extremely talented actors that could have played this part. I know, and well. would it have, and would it have saved the film? Like, I think so. I think that, you know, and I don't blame people for, you know, wanting to slam the movie, not giving it a chance because of Mel Gibson. I mean, I, I have to say as someone who is, you know, a straight 
you know, raised Catholic person. Like I, nobody's going on rants about Catholic people. You know, no one's going on rants about straight people. So I can sit here all day and say, you know, well, he had these rants. Can you forgive him? Can you put that aside? But no, I have yeah. never been, you know, it's like, I've never been the victim of somebody's rants. So I don't know and how these to say rants, these rants are, yeah. are hard. you know, I don't know how to say, right. can you put that aside and I watch think, this film? I don't think it's so. Tough. I don't think you can. Right. And that's, yeah. that's the crux of it. The crux of it is that no matter how much I may have enjoyed this film, no matter how much I think this film had a lot of potential and would have been better received with anyone else as the leading man at the end of the day. Yeah. Like I can't help but feel super guilty that we covered it. I really wanted to hate it too. I really thought I was going to have, I was going to walk in and be like, that movie was terrible. This is why he doesn't deserve anything in life. Fuck him. You know? And I do say F him. I mean, I don't think that anything he did is forgivable. I think he, listen, do I know what's, so that calls to a bigger question too. Like what if he's truly changed? Like yeah. not the, for the record, I don't think Mel Gibson is truly changed. I think Mel Gibson is always going to be secretly anti-Semitic, homophobic, misogynistic piece of shit. But the other question it begs is how many other stars in Hollywood are just getting away with it? We're just smart enough yeah. not to do it on camera. Yeah. And not to say that that makes any of this better or it excuses this film, but I don't know, man. I just think like I, I get mad when I see someone like Mel Gibson still getting a seat at the table. And I really didn't want to like this movie, but I found myself reminded of why he's a good actor. And I found myself reminded of why this is all so sticky. But with yeah. that being said, I fully understand that most of our audience will not watch this movie because they won't support him. And it makes me happy right. to think that that's the kind of audience we have. Yeah, no, like we said, you know, you be the judge. You be the judge on this one. You know, is it a well, is it a well-made movie, well-acted movie? Yes. But you you have to be the judge of if you want to support it or not. Um, I will say this movie has done something for me, though, and it has kind of given me an aspiration. Um, and I'm going to maybe call to you, Marissa, since it is the season of giving. Um, I would like a travel hamster for my car. Oh my so God, right. if yeah. you could get me uh, a travel hamster, I would really appreciate that, please. A hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> and I also would agree that most little kids today are too bad and they don't deserve yeah. uh, real gifts. <laughs> Um, I, uh, dude, I don't know. There were so many bonkers things. Like he literally kidnaps the girl who beats him at the science fair and tore, like, he's like, uh, you're going to tell them you cheated. Like this movie's bananas. Like yeah, there's really... this little rich kid that has access to a hitman, And he's like, uh, can you please this? Some girl beat me. This is a kid. This little rich kid wins science fair every year and proudly has like all of his first place badges and a girl beats him and he gets like set runner up. So he calls the hitman. The hitman kidnaps the girl, brings him to the kid's basement, and the kid is threatening her with a car battery. And he's like, you're going to say you cheated. You're going to say, you know, that I deserve it and blah, blah, blah. And uh, if you don't, we're, um, you know, we're going to... The, the hitman was like, I'm going to kill your family. I'm going to kill your dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. He's like, what's your dog's name? Because I'm going to kill him, too. So, And like the reason that the hitman is going after Santa is because Santa gives this little kid coal because... He's a piece of shit and he doesn't, he's not on the nice list. So he gets cold for Christmas. So he calls up the hitman and he's like, uh, you need to kill Santa. And I loved that. Like, I loved the shootout. I listen, I think a lot of the, the, the reviews and a lot of the criticisms of this film are like, if it wanted to be so bonkers, it should have just done it. Like it should have went balls to the walls. I disagree. I liked that it was grounded in a very yeah. realistic feel, but also incredibly bonkers. The fact that this hitman literally takes on the entire like army and all the elves and santa and like and freaking mrs claus i mean it's just such an epic battle scene at the end and yeah. everything and i agree with you like i loved i thought it was very you know uh i don't know if maybe i don't know maybe the movie was trying to excuse the mel gibson somehow by making it a you know african-american mrs claus but i love the shoot they were older and they weren't like the trope of any of it like i loved yeah. a, i love a film that completely subverts the expectations yeah, dude, of santa santa got laid and it uh, wasn't that, like a creepy was it wasn't like so a creepy younger mrs claus <laughs> no i loved it because like it it was a normal married couple that has Ew, but it was like damage. watching your like it was like like realizing <laughs> and like realizing santa has sex is something i never want to have to do 
I was so uncomfortable. I was like, it was like, I re- it reminded me of when I was a kid and like I would watch an R-rated movie with my parents and I'd just be like, oh God, please let this moment be over. No, I thought That's it was how I sweet. feel. I thought it was sweet. Oh my God, it just, no. Bleh. It just continued to emphasize that like Mr. and Mrs. Kringle are just like, yeah, they have a very new, unique job, but they're just like a normal couple that has been married forever, you know, I love at one point when he gets like a little feisty and she was like, I'm tired. Get away from me. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, I'm- <laughs> Don't go take a shower. You're grody. You smell. I'm trying to do dishes. Also, um, she always came out with the tray of cookies. And I'm like, seriously, I need oh that in my life. Someone to bring me cookies all the time. <laughs> oh my God. I did love that. She always had the cookies. Yeah. I, there were, it was, I, uh... I know, I know. No, no, so I can't. We can't lock. No, we can't. We can't, can't give this movie a positive rec- recommendation. We can't do it in good consciousness. So I you won't. know what? I don't want to say that. I, I, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't want to say no, I can't give it a positive recommendation. I am throwing it out of. You guys have to make your own choice. I watched it, regardless, and I enjoyed it. Um, and I feel that guilt, and that's on me. I throw it to you guys to make your own decision. I, you're hearing us talk about it, how it is a good movie, but I understand that like we can't in good conscience and, say- and we're in the minority it. here. Most people hate this movie for the record. It's so I can't good. believe we both, like we were both unanimously like, oh man, that was good. And then when the second I opened up to do research every, and I really think, uh, I really think some of these reviews were coming from the screw you Mel Gibson, which is totally well, fair. Here's my question too, though. I mean- it's been several years since he's had controversy and i feel like he's still making even since the controversy has happened he's still making plenty of movies it's not like this is the first movie he made has he though yes he's been doing a butt ton of independent films oh see i've i've been avoiding them i think yeah, no, he has he has been keeping himself busy both acting and directing in independent films. Really? So it's not like this is the first film since that, you know, drunk racist rant. And so, there, you're right. And that wasn't an isolated incident, to be fair. Right. But like, it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why there has, has every single one of his movies been categorically slammed. Or Pretty maybe- much, yeah maybe people are putting i haven't even heard of any of these yeah like i said i know he like really because I, I don't think he can can he do a list hollywood anymore no like, i don't think anybody's gonna hire i think him. that's the thing i think he can yeah. only get away with you know being where he is i mean he's still a name he's still a talented actor he's still Ugh. a name so albeit an independent film i think yeah, but he's you know, a name on the blacklist exactly and you know what and you put and you put his name on your movie regardless of the budget the the thing yeah like you it's like who cares how low budget your movie is mel gibson is starring in your movie that's a big fucking deal right and i just i think about the people who have been canceled quote unquote for much less like uh the guardians of the galaxy guy what's his name the director james gunn yeah james gunn got himself into some shit for tweets from really long time ago and he he was in a shitstorm for a while. And I think it's faded. I think James Gunn is going to save himself. I think a lot of these people who were comedians too made some made some poor choices back in the day, but it was a different time. I'm not justifying their behavior. I'm not justifying right. giving work to scumbags. But I'm saying that like, I think we got to be careful with the whole cancel culture thing because I think... I think people, we forget that people are human. I am not saying this about Mel Gibson, though, for the record. I think he's a scumbag. I don't think he deserves to be forgiven, necessarily. He hasn't shown enough remorse. He hasn't done enough, in my eyes, to make up for how horrific he was um, for all of that. Like, it would take a lot more than just a couple of big donations and a couple of, like, hey, look at me, I'm nice now, um, for me to buy it. But I I just, I think we're too quick, like... I mean, God, the entire, like the entire internet and every reviewer who cares about their career slammed this film. And I get that. I do. Um, And I see the way we light our pitchforks about people, especially like these TikTok, these kids on TikTok. Like I was actually watching this whole drama unfold on TikTok where a TikTok star was rapping the lyrics to a song while she was doing like her little TikTok dance. And she rapped the N-word. Now- 
now the entire internet is like calling for her head and my kids who are very woke and very liberal and very, and they're they're my kids yeah. you know like they're feminists and and super they were like she i would never support her again and and i agree but it's like yes this girl was a moron and how dare she and what the hell was she thinking for using that term But she said the word once and now she's ruined. And she didn't say it calling somebody it. No, she no, was singing she was, a lyric. Yeah. And again, she's an she, idiot. She has a, she's she made also a really 16. stupid mistake. Yeah. People she's, she make made a really stupid mistake. Right. Kids make dumb mistakes when they're 16. When we were 16, Eminem's album came out. I'm sure I said every word at some point to that, to the Marshall Mathers LP. Not okay. saying it's right, not saying I'm proud of it. But I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying that this girl doesn't deserve to get in trouble for this, but I just, I worry that we like the pitchfork. I mean, we like the torches yeah. and we get the pitchforks way too easily these um, days. So I, I don't have that experience. I've never listened to much rap in my whole life, uh, let alone rap that would have that word in it. Uh, but there is one song not that really? has it in it um, that I love to this day uh, called Insane in the Membrane. But the reason that I don't ever I use, won't yeah the, well the reason I never do is because when I was younger when that song came out like Brian and I like loved that song but it <laughs> had the bad word in it and so when he would sing it he would always replace that word with wiener so <laughs> so now when I sing Aww, it I instinctively cute. will Change sing a wiener like me is going insane Oh so God, I never that. like that word doesn't because I, I we always use wiener. <laughs> I always say because a sucker like me is going to say, go. yeah. Okay, so full disclosure, I listen to a lot of 90s gangster rap and things like The Chronic, which is one of my all-time favorite albums, they all use that word ad yeah. nauseum. I do not like, I mean, listen, I like NWA as much as the next group. I won't even say their full name, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as much as the, the, the next like white nineties girl who grew up listening to hip hop, but like, so I am very hyper aware of never saying the, the word. I, I don't think it's appropriate for me to say the word, even when I'm rapping lyrics. Um, yeah. I tend to just mute myself for those, those parts. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and, but like, uh, as much as I was horrified to think this girl was stupid enough to do that. I also was kind of, I'm not going to lie. There was a part of me that was like, this girl's done now. Like ruined. People are like threatening her life. Yeah. Because she was stupid and sang a lyric. And again, I don't, I'm not excusing her. I'm not condoning it, but I'm just worried about how cancel culture is going to shake out in the long run. Like what happens when cancel culture turns on the very people it's meant to protect? There's such a fine line now between what is acceptable and what is not acceptable because again we're in the age of being woke and we have all come to realize is, that i mean it's a good thing right it is a good thing and and what we've come to realize is and i think we're getting better at it uh, to a degree but if somebody says they are offended by something if somebody of a certain color says what you're saying is racist take their word for it yeah you can't tell them no it's not like it's one of those things where you know if someone is offended by something and they are justified to be offended well, i can't even say that i can't say that someone is justified or not i mean there are you know crazy people out there that are you know that are offended by the whole happy holidays thing at versus merry christmas thing the whole yeah keep they, can, they can they can suck an egg how's that sound? <laughs> Yeah. How about like how about if you're offended because you can't bring yourself to make room for other people's beliefs, you can kindly yeah. go fuck yourself. Yeah. How's Those that people, you be offended, and I will make fun of you. Yeah, I will tell you to kiss yeah. my <laughs> kiss my kiss my politically yeah. correct ass. Um, like, but, I, but yeah, that like that, that kind of stuff we can we can poke fun. But yeah, like absolutely, I think we're, we're I don't give age. a shit what those yeah. people think. <laughs> we, I think, I truly think we have gotten better with. I do too. I think this is communication. Yeah. I think it's open communication where someone Agreed. can say like, Hey, you are saying a phrase or you are just, yeah. your behavior is, is offending me. And I think that we now are in an, a time where all we really have is communication with social media, I, with I all of that stuff. And I think for the most part, I don't even want to say for the most part, people are decent and 
you know, can maybe, communicate uh, and have, maybe, have a conversation. I think but, it's important know. to believe in that, though. I really do. I'd like to think, but, you know, yeah. 70 million people just fucking whatever. Um, right, so. right. I know. <laughs> well, I, I think that this is what progress looks like. I think people are pushing back because progress is being made. And I think this yeah. is when good people and people who care about other people's feelings, people who will never double down on saying one one religion during the holidays is more important than others. Yeah. Uh, I think we're we're gonna win this battle. I really do. I think at the end of the day, the reason, like, and this is maybe why this episode is perfect for Christmas because I really believe there are more good than bad, and I really believe that there are more of us who care about everybody feeling safe and comfortable and 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 equal than not. I have to believe that, even if there is so much data to the contrary, because yeah. otherwise, what are we fighting for? You know, and like I've always said, like I decided to have children because I decided at least I can count on there being two more good people in the world because I'm going to raise them to be good people. And I know already they're the kind of people who would always defend a marginalized person who would, you know, understand why we feel so conflicted about this movie, who want to make sure that, who respect people when they say that their feelings are hurt. You know, like, I think that we're going to get through this and I think we're going to get through it in a way that makes us better. And while I am terrified for what's going to happen in January, I believe in my heart of hearts that there's more of us than there are of them. Yeah. I really do. And and to that, you know, I personally have failed as a parent because my dog yells at every single pizza delivery person. Yeah, no, your dog. One. I got to tell every you, considering and, and his background, you would you know, think he'd be a little more. He would, yeah. But every every man and woman that has come to our door mm, to deliver aggressive. us uh, pizza, yeah. Chinese, yeah. It, it doesn't matter, you know, the, yeah. the Tex-Mex place. UPS, mail, mail carriers. It doesn't matter. Uh, no, if he's you, aggressive. If you come to my door. He is. He yells at you. And he rants. He rants and doggy. And that's not does. okay. He does. <laughs> and I, I I have failed as a pet parent. Uh, because my dog is an asshole. I don't but, know. You know, if you're my friend and you come over, he will lick you and fart. So that's right. And those are, thing. and incidentally, my two favorite things. <laughs> There's, you could find good actors who are also good human beings. Let's yes, make let's can. make that our wish for 2021. My wish for 2021 is that movies don't get made by bad people. Yes. Can we just live in a world where it's that simple? I'd like to just be that. Uh, naive. Yeah. No, I can. I can make that happen for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's my Christmas wish. There you um, go. But anyway, I hope everybody enjoyed the holidays this year. I know it was a hard one this year. I I hope that we were able to remind you of all the great horror movies out there. I feel like there's still so much canon we didn't get to. Like, oh, there is. We didn't we, even touch the Silent Night, Deadly Nights yet. We didn't. We and you'll you'll hear us talk more uh, in our final week, which is actually just going to come out in two days. Yeah. Because yeah. we're going to keep our schedule. Uh, you're going to hear us talk about two more horror Christmas movies. But yeah, like there we really. I'm actually very happy that we didn't go with the Silent Night, Deadly Nights, that we no, didn't we go with some of the traditional all, ones. Yeah. We went really, really outside the box with a lot of them. And that makes me so happy that like, you know what, here's a little bit of variety for you guys. And a lot of them, you know, came suggested by, you know, guests that came on the show and things like that. Like when we did I Trap the Devil, that came from Joshua and Sam. You know, I had oh. never heard of it. That's something that I probably wouldn't have even clicked on. So, you know, my cousin Bob said, dude, watch Santa Jaws. Yeah. Fucking A. You got it. I absolutely will watch Santa Jaws. Oh, so, um, no, so it's I been fun. It has been fun. And, I, and I'm excited to continue the tradition next year. I feel like we could dive back into the 80s. Like we stayed very modern with, with our picks this year. We did. Um, and I'm here for it. I want to thank everyone who took this journey with us. There were a lot of guests uh, from the Fright School uh, podcasters to the podcasters from uh, Christmas 365 to the Black Heart Collective to Mary Engelhart from Three Crones to Shane uh, from The Blind Man. We had a lot of guests on we did. this month. And I'm what better time of year to, to spend with your your fam, your friend fam than this year. Truly. This it, yeah, year. no. And, and I think more than ever, you know, and like we said, even even to the point of you and I not being together, ha- we haven't been together for several months in person. And, you know, sometimes friend fam is even more important than blood fam. Amen. You know? So. We do have one more episode coming up with Dylan and Matt from Christmas 365. That's coming out two days from now on Sunday. 
And and I'm so excited because if ever I thought that there were two people who lived in Whoville come to real life, it would be those two. They are adorably in love with Christmas, yeah. and I love them for that. And they have just such a good vibe about them when they talk Christmas that it makes me so happy. Um, I also want to kind of tease another Christmas present that uh, we're we're getting out there, Jackie. We are officially launching Three Crunch Productions, which is a creative space for all things podcasting and RPGing and all kinds of other fun things uh, with a good near and dear friend of ours, Mary, the three of us have come together and we are going to create this amazing space for all kinds of art. So please consider giving that a listen and a like. We actually are dropping uh, a Krampus Carol, which is a play that was an audio play that was written by Mary. And uh, I hear there's some special guest voice stars in that one too. There, there are. Let's there just are. say, yeah, let's say your two favorite ghouls play your two favorite evil Christmas spirits. <laughs> Um, as as a new budding voice actor this is this is all new territory for me um I kind of made a choice with this this audio play I made a choice and I went with it and when I say I went with it like balls to the wall like I just by your choice I just went with it so I have no idea what the reception is going to be I don't even know really how it sounds when it all comes together so um we're just we're having a good old time over here it's been so exciting to do this and so exciting to put these new things out i just i love this play i love one of my favorite parts of it is that my daughter molly got to play officer feliz navidad uh, one of the nypd (laughs) and uh it was just fun it was good fun and if you want to uh check out some of our back catalog from three crones presents we did an uh thanksgiving themed alien Thing, turkey rpg that was phenomenal um jackie played a doting aunt i played a snotty 13 year old boy um it was fun it was a blast again we are releasing all kinds of fun content over there jersey ghouls will be linked and promoted through three crones uh and we will continue to use it and if you have a project that you're like hey i know the ghouls i trust them i'm i, I could use a little help getting this off the ground you come and visit us over at three crones productions we'll take real good care of you because we have Quite a few new productions coming in 2021, Jackie, that I'm super excited to uh, get off the ground and, and produce. Yeah, unfortunately, um, due to coronavirus, literally the virus um, has put you has on hold. Yeah, to one of my friends, and uh, that has stalled some things out. But we do have a new. It was going to be launching in January. Uh, it's probably now going to be pushed to February, but there is a new podcast coming out that myself and my friend AJ Woo! are going to be hosting. We're kind of making a little podcast empire. And yeah, you know, you've you've got an idea. If you want to see, see something to the, you know, if you want your idea to come to fruition. Yep. We're here to help you in any way that we can. So. That's right. One of my goals with starting Three Crones, in addition to finally bringing our evil witch powers together so we could rule the universe, is to create a really safe space where people can lift each other up, people can support one another, and most importantly, people can have an audience for uh, their creative endeavors, because I think that it is very easy to get lost in the shuffle. We are also so excited to be using 2021 as a means to kind of flex our creative muscle and see what we produce as a team, because I am... So, so lucky to be surrounded by so many incredibly talented people who want to all work together and have fun and be merry. Um, so I'm super excited. I'm super excited for the for the upcoming year. I'm super excited for some sort of semblance of normalcy to return. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for things to be better in 2021. And I'm incredibly thankful for us. I'm incredibly thankful to have this podcast because I love our listeners. I love you. And even though I don't love Mel Gibson, I love everything about uh, horror films. So I'm, I'm happy to always come home to Jersey goals. Absolutely. I think I, I can't say anything better than that because I feel the same way. Well, guys, uh, we hope you have enjoyed. We hope you have, uh, if you celebrate a very Merry Christmas, uh, don't forget to check us out on social media. Just search Jersey Ghouls. You're going to find us there on your favorite podcast app, search Jersey Ghouls all over the internet. You will find us Go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating wherever you listen. Give us a shout. Uh, And we will be back in two days with our final Christmas Spectacular episode. And then after that, we are wrapped for the year. But we are very excited to be back in 2021. Cheers Cheers to the holiday season and 2021. And cheers to our amazing fandom because I love them all. And I'm so thankful that they are here on this journey with us. So thanks for listening, everybody. And Merry Christmas.
Merry Christmas. Bye bye. Bye bye. Mamacita. Listening to the Geekscape Network.